0: Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast, my name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is going to convince me to watch Top Gun, I'm sure of it, he's not going to let it go, Brandon Siegel. How you doing?
1: Look, uh, I have to explain everything, something to the fans here of uh, our podcast. Trevor is uh, what I would call an anti-movie buff. He uh, only likes bad movies. and its it, I'm sorry Trevor, it's the truth. It, it is the truth. It's not. And... I, I need you, like, personally, it's gonna kill me if you don't see Top Gun Maverick, because I, and I, I maybe this is a hot take, I don't think it is. I think it's one of the best movies ever. Like, i put it top ten best movie ever. It's probably one of my favorite movies ever, top, like, two or three. I loved it that much. And it's a movie everyone would like it. Every single person in the world would like it. A person who shares this exact same, well, maybe not the exact same opinion, but also love Top Gun and Maverick, is, of course, the third member of this podcast, Ben O'Brien.
2: Ben, how are you? I mean, I'm doing fantastic now that we're talking about Top Gun. And Trevor, let me just tell you real quick. I- I'll give you my pitch because Brandon's pitch doesn't matter. And we all know that whatever Brandon says, we just do the opposite of anyway. Trevor, I think you should watch Top Gun because think about it. I've always been Team Trevor. I genuinely am in- I-, I care about uh, y- your uh, well-being, Trevor. And I do think that your life will be better after seeing this movie. So don't do it for Brandon. Do it for me. I really do yeah, think. Yeah, do it
1: for Ben. That's fine with do, me. Do, do it for
2: Do ben. it for me. I am Team Trevor. I've always uh, looked out for your best interest, Trevor. And I think that this is uh, – this is beneficial to your well-being as as a uh, as a citizen um, in this country. Seeing that movie, it's a fantastic movie.
0: You know, I do really want to see it. patriotism? I do really want to see it, and I'm yeah. sure I will here in the next month or so. Uh, when you guys come to Chicago to visit me, uh, if I haven't seen it by then, we will probably definitely see it.
2: But the other thing I'm is, down. you have to see it in a theater, Trevor. Don't wait until it, know, don't wait it, until it, it, it's on like a streaming service because that's not the same. You yeah, gotta see it. It's gotta, it in gotta a be theater. in theater.
1: It, the experience you get in a theater is like exponentially better and big shout out to Aaron from the a Team podcast because which everyone should go listen to um and we he he's like very open like I've always loved theaters but like especially after COVID I'm like I don't want to be in a theater but he's really opened no, my the eyes best, to like man. some some movies are just so enhanced by being Absolutely. in a theater and that is one of them Absolutely. for sure talk about it if, if all of you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick please just run to your closest theater and go see it it, it will no one I just don't believe anyone couldn't like it. it's that good um but look we, we have a busy podcast today uh I feel like it's been a little while since we had like an enormous amount happen in sports and boy did we have a week and I should say actually before we get into the podcast we got a crazy week for the small ballers this week. Um, so i'm gonna I'm gonna do a little rundown before we get into the episode. I should I should have done that before I gave that whole speech, but that's fine. we're we're doing it now. Obviously, we got this podcast now you're listening to. This came out Sunday, four pm. on July third. This week we got a crazy week. We are gonna have two podcast episodes uh, recorded on Thursday. One will come or Tuesday, one will come out on Tuesday, the fifth. One will come out Wednesday morning. Um, so this week we're starting back up the five seconds of fame podcast with the three of us. So you know, claps all around for that. Uh, That's going to be very exciting. We're, of course, going to be talking about the new season of Big Brother, which starts this Wednesday, which is the 6th, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, 5 Seconds of Fame podcast, Big Brother season, Big Brother 24. If you guys like Big Brother, go subscribe to the podcast. The link will be in the description. Very exciting. Um, That, we're going to have an episode come out Wednesday morning and Thursday morning. Or potentially Wednesday night. I don't know. Do we re- do we release those Wednesday night?
0: Well, we we, we were gonna. Dis- we we hadn't talked about if we were gonna record on Wednesday night or Thursday night yet. So we we gotta figure that oh, okay. out. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, there'll be two podcasts this week for that podcast about Big Brother. One will be our draft breaking down the cast. That one will be Wednesday morning. Yeah. Um, and then the next one we haven't figured out. It's either gonna be Wednesday night or Thursday night. I didn't realize we had two episodes Wednesday and Thursday, but I guess we do. So definitely subscribe to that podcast. Of course, we'll have the AA team. They are not recording on Monday, so that episode will come out Wednesday as well. Um, for sure need to listen to that. Like I said, a lot happened this week in sports. I'm sure they'll get into some of that as well. Um, so definitely want to subscribe to that. And of course, we'll be back Sunday um, at our normal time for Small Baller Podcast. So a lot happening for the Small Ballers. Um, very exciting stuff. Go subscribe to all those podcasts. They'll all be linked in the description. Um, really exciting. But let's get into our episode here. Um, that's that's enough of a, I guess you could say an ad. It's kind of an ad for us. We're not getting you know we're not paying ourselves. But whatever, whatever. Let's get let's get into it today because we got a lot to talk about. First up is Big Ten football, gentlemen. We had uh, an insane storyline where and it, it kind of you know what's interesting. This was really held under wraps. We didn't hear about this until it was kind of official. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. What I am referencing here is that USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten in 2024. Um, So in about two years, they will be joining the Big Ten. Uh, This is insane news. I mean, we, we obviously had Oklahoma and Texas State are joining the SEC, but they're kind of around that area. A little bit. I mean, not really, but like a little bit. This, the Big Ten teams, like Maryland is on the other coast and I mean, they're literally coast to coast at this point type conference. Um, so a lot to break down here. Ben, I'm actually going to start with you today because uh, there's a lot to talk about here. So what were some of your thoughts when, you know, this kind of initially broke?
2: Yeah, you made a good point in terms of like we had like this came out of nowhere. And I feel like usually with these types of yeah. things, it's like, oh, you know, like we, we've heard rumors or there's been reports. Yeah, no rumors. Like this all. was all of a sudden, like on whatever it was, Friday or Thursday it was like out of nowhere. And it was like, what? Like two two L A teams, two California teams are going to join the Big Ten, and again, it's just like it's the direction that that college athletics is heading. And obviously, this is all revolved around football. It always has been. It always will be. Um, it's it's a completely a football move because that's what makes the most money. But I don't know, man. It's Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC. It was like, whatever, I get it. And I guess maybe I'm old school and I'm more of like a traditionalist, but I like the idea of like conferences being regional. And this just completely throws away the whole idea of a conference being regional. Because even I remember when like Nebraska was added to the Big Ten, it was like, all right, that's a stretch. And now this makes that look like absolutely nothing. Like you said, I mean, we got like Maryland and Rutgers that are 3,000 miles away from LA. I mean, Obviously, the money must be worth the travel expenses that these LA teams are are, are willing to pay because they're going to be on the road a lot. Um, so honestly, it's kind of rough for those for those student athletes in, in those two schools because any away game is going to be a haul. Um, but again, obviously, it's money, and I get it. And obviously, if you're the Big Ten Conference, that's a huge win. That's that's two, you know, the the two biggest LA schools, college college uh, universities. That's a huge market over there. Um, and like I said, you're expanding your, your, your region as, as the Big Ten. So it's a huge win for the Big Ten. Obviously, this is all in response to the SEC continuing to grow and obviously being um, by far the most powerful football conference. So the Big Ten is doing whatever they can to try to regain some sort of power um, against the SEC. So it's interesting. Again, as, it, as it, like an old-school traditionalist, it kind of fears me in terms of what direction we're heading in college athletics. But I guess the point I can make is regardless of what conference teams are in, you're going to watch them play, right? I mean, it sucks that this Big Ten is now all around the country, but I'm still going to watch college football. Like, it's not going to change my, my view of college football in terms of my effort to watch, and I'm still going to watch college football. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. I mean, again, it's the direction of college athletics. I'm kind of exhausted by the conference realignment because it seems like it picks up every couple years. And then we might have a couple years where it's chill. Um, and these last couple of years have been very hectic with it. So hopefully this, it, hopefully it'll cool off for I don't know five six years after all this because I'm kind of exhausted by it. And I'm the type of person where it's like, I like to be able to know what what team conferences or what conference teams are in. And that, now I'm like every team I'm like wait what conference are they? I just can't remember because teams are changing like that. It's so quick. Um, so I don't know. It's a, I'm interested to see what what direction it heads, but it's definitely is something that that came out of nowhere and that you definitely have to like raise your eyes at and, and t- pay attention to because. I mean, who knows what what college athletics is going to look like in 10 years if this is the rate that we're going at now.
1: You know, I think another thing that shouldn't be understated is obviously the Pac-12 in general has been like on a decline, but this is a devastating blow. I would argue this is absolutely crushing to the Pac-12. These are the two biggest schools in the Pac-12, fandom-wise, money-wise, everything-wise, Um, and obviously the Pac-12 still has some good schools. It's not like they're completely out of it. They have Oregon still. Utah has been a great football school, uh, as of recent, but these are huge blows to the conference. And I feel like the Pac-12 has only been losing in general for the last couple of years. Um, and this is really just a, a tough, tough blow to them. Trevor, final thoughts here on the Big Ten, adding USC and UCLA.
0: Yeah, so as as Ben mentioned, like we, we already saw we saw the thing with the SEC, Texas and Oklahoma moving. Um, and is and as much as that sucked, as much as I think we all agreed that we didn't like that happening, at least Texas and Oklahoma geographically are like in the similar in a similar vicinity to other teams like Alabama, Georgia, and the SEC, right? It's not as far. But if you're going from Los Angeles, California, all the way to play Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio. To play Michigan in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Like I don't know how many miles that is, but it's it's quite a trip. Um, so to me, number one, this this is kind of just like you know we call these we call these athletes we call them student athletes. But like to me, it's like I, I, it doesn't seem like they really care about the uh, academics of these of these student athletes per se. I think we should drop the student because kind of seems like that. And then number two, you know, where does this go from here? Is this just going to continue to – is this just like the beginning of what's going to be the future of college football? It kind of seems like that, right, in college athletics in general where, you know, we're going to have more of these teams just competing to be – or they're just going to keep moving, and then eventually we end up in a situation where it's like the NFL. It's like you have the American League, you have the National League, and it's just like – It's everyone wants to join either the SEC or the Big Ten because these other conferences, Pac-12, ACC, aren't making as much money, and that's kind of it. Kind of seems like that's the way we're trending. Which then you get into like like the bowl, the bowl games, right? It's like how can you even have any bowl games if all of these teams are just going to two conferences? And you know, I I guess maybe there's there's I don't know. Maybe they'll have some sort of realignment. where, Where They will like rename, I don't know if they'll rename conferences or what they'll do, but it's just, it's very weird and it's going to change the entire landscape of like how the system has been, you know, for however long now with like the bowl, with the bowl games being such a big part. I mean, I, I was talking to Ben about this, like when I was a kid, like the bowl games used to be everything to me, like especially, you know, you'd have Christmas break and it would line up perfectly with the bowl games, like December 16th, December 17th, whatever day it was. You beat home and you just want to watch all the bowl games. I think the bowl games are already a lot less interesting than they used to be. And I think it's going to continue trending that way, like in a in a negative way as far as bowl games.
1: Yeah, and it's such a weird turn that we've seen the NCAA have here. But we'll have to kind of wait and see. I mean, there's going to be more teams want to leave. And we're just going to have these two super conferences, it seems like. Um, I'm sure the ACC is going to try to make some moves. I mean, they, they are big players in basketball. I could very well see, you know, I mean, could you see like a team like Kansas going to the ACC? I feel like they could do that. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. It'll be quite interesting. Uh, let's move along here uh, to our next topic. This is more so something we just want to touch on. I feel like it's, it's a must. Um, but we did recently have a, a major sport championship, the Stanley Cup Finals uh, between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, but the Colorado Avalanche did win 4-2. to two. Um, We are not huge hockey fans, Ben and I for sure are going to get into it a little bit next year, um, but we thought it was important to mention I, it, the Avalanche are very, very good hockey team from what I've seen. Again, very limited knowledge coming out here. Anything you guys want to just mention, I, I know we just kind of wanted to put this out there, um, but either one of you. Uh, you know, maybe Trevor. If there's anything you want to mention, we'll go to Ben after.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Ben definitely has a better understanding of uh, you know the Avalanche and just NHL in general. But for me, it it seemed like they kind of, I mean, they kind of dominated like this playoffs. Like, uh, I think they swept two of their series. They won uh, the other series in five games, and then they win this series in six games. So you know, they were a pretty dominant team from from the outside looking in the Colorado a- Avalanche. It looks like. This is a team now that maybe for years to come can continue to be good. I mean, I don't know, Ben. I mean, don't they have a lot of like young? or like aren't a lot of these guys like younger players? I don't know. Maybe you could you could shine some light on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think they're they're a fairly young team. Like I was telling Brandon earlier, I mean, their window is completely wide open now. I mean, again, I'm not an expert on this, but they this was I mean they kind of came out of nowhere. Like I said a couple weeks ago, they haven't been relevant for, recently. Um, for a while. So their window is now completely wide open where I would not be surprised if you see multiple championships in the next couple of years out of this team um, because now they, now they have they know what it takes to win and they absolutely um, have the talent and have, have the coaching and have the ability and have the experience to get it, get it uh, done again in the next couple of years for sure.
1: Yeah, and I, I think hockey, to me at least, I feel like is growing uh and ben like we've talked about like i i feel like it's such a fun sport to follow right now
2: it's amazing i mean it absolutely again like every year you hear people talk about how great the playoffs are um and that's true but just as a sport in general and i've made i've made this this pitch to trevor before when he asked me like why why you should watch it um it's just it's such a fast-paced sport and there's really not much downtime to where it is extremely entertaining to watch um, not to mention that there's physicality to it, which everyone loves. So, I, I mean, and, and I think the Avalanche are a perfect representation of kind of the future of hockey and, you know, throwing up a bunch of shots, um, getting as many shots on goal as possible, and playing really, really fast, uh, you know, very skilled players. Um, and I absolutely think that that is the future of hockey and they're a perfect representation for it.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And I, I think we're going to have another great hockey year next year. Uh, ben and I are, are uh, novice columbus blue jackets fans uh this coming year so we'll we'll see how it goes hopefully they play well i'm excited uh but let's move on here to small talk trivia uh trevor what is the uh current scoreboard so uh
0: it's basically zero zero because we're all tied we all have 14 points collectively all three of us
1: so you know anyone's game all right very interesting so i do have an order today uh the order i will be asking the question first now, who would want my question between the two of you? If if one of you would want my question,
2: Crickets. just make you random. Crickets. I don't want to.
1: It is random. I'm just curious. I have the answer. I'm curious. Who would want my question? Ben, well, I don't right. want your
2: question because your questions are hard. Ben wants your question. Well,
1: Ben, sadly, you will be and getting figures. my question today. <laughs>
2: All right. I think this I'm is great. I'm gonna start picking the it's
1: order. It's not. I have the random, I, the random num- generator right on my 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 uh, screen right here. I'm asking you, Ben. Ben, you're asking Trevor. Trevor, you're asking me. Um, So Ben, let's start. I really do think this is an easy question. I think you'll be able to get it. It's actually one of two answers. You kind of have uh, slightly better odds here. So here's the question. What quarterback has the highest yards per game in a single season? What? What NFL quarterback has the highest yards per game average? over a single NFL season.
2: Yards per game. And there are
1: two answers here, and either one I will take as the correct answer, and you get the full point.
2: There's, two, is it, there's like a tie? Is that why there's two answers? Yeah, it's a tie. Okay, so... I can
1: give you the number. Do you want the number that they're tying? Sure,
2: it's not going to change anything, mm-hmm. but sure.
1: 342.3 yards per game. Okay.
2: um, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be somebody fairly recent because they throw more than they, than they did before. I mean, my first guess is Drew Brees. That seems like an easy answer. I just know that because... I mean, he, I used to say for so long that, like, fantasy football-wise, he was the best fantasy football quarterback because he'd throw it 50 times a game. He was throwing up stupid numbers. Um, so Drew Brees is, is the easiest answer, my first gut pick. And honestly, I'm probably going to end up picking him, but I'll think through it a little bit more because that worked last week for me, my thought process. Um,
1: well, remember, don't give away too I know, much to know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to
2: but. but Trevor, can, I mean, I, Trevor probably has answers anyway. Like, I don't, I, I'm not too worried about it. I, he's knowledgeable enough about the NFL where I don't think I'm giving him answers just by mm-hmm. naming people. Um, for whatever reason, Matt Ryan seems like an answer, and that might be so stupid, but I feel like that one, you know, 2017 or 16, when he was MVP, I feel like he put up some, some great numbers. Um, I mean, obviously Peyton Manning is one. Tom Brady, I don't. For whatever reason, I just don't feel like he ever put up those kind of numbers. He put up great numbers, and even this last year, he put up great numbers. But to you know, lead, you know. Have the record for most passing yards per game. I don't know if that's a Tom Brady stat to me. Um, I mean, other quarterbacks again. I'm just going recent quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. Anytime there's a record, Aaron Rodgers is a, is a safe bet. Um, Matt Stafford probably not because whatever. I hate that guy. But it's yeah, whatever. Why don't you just
1: name every quarterback? Well, no, I'm just no, I'm no, just no. thinking I'm just
2: thinking through. Um, that way, if I name every quarterback that I didn't really help Trevor out because I just named quarterbacks and he can name quarterbacks too. Um. So, I, I mean, I'm just. I'm not going to waste too much time. I'm going to go Drew Brees. Drew Brees seems like an easy answer anytime there's a, 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 a yards record or any sort of passing game record because he has so many of them and he's broken so many of them throughout, throughout his career. So I'll stop wasting time. I'll go Drew Brees. He's got to be one of the two, right? If you're going to give me two options, Drew Brees has to be one of them. So, um, so just, at a, just out answer. of
1: curiosity, uh, well, hold on. Let's see if it's the correct answer first. That so there happen. actually is a player – who Takes up five of the top eight spots, and that player is Drew Brees. Now, do you think Drew Brees still is one of the top two after that? Well, the factor? way you worded <laughs> that, no.
2: But maybe you're messing with me. So, I mean, I, I'm not changing my answer, but sure, I still think he's. Well, the you right can't answer.
1: change your answer, but luckily for you, Ben, it is okay. the correct answer. Yeah. Drew Brees is tied with someone else. I'm interested. Who do you guys think is the other person? Peyton so-
2: Maddie, maybe
0: drew breeze also would have been my answer like ben's entire thought process i was like completely in line with to be honest with you uh drew Brees also didn't my answer um the other guy so this is you said passing yards per game on average like in in one single season right yes so i mean it could be peyton manning it could be it, it could be brady it could be i mean it's either like manning brady it could be I like could Andrew be. Locke, honestly. It could be like Andrew Locke. So, yeah, so it could be. out of
1: the out of the top nine, there are four different quarterbacks. You guys have named three of them. There's one quarterback you haven't named who actually takes up the third spot. So the top spot number, you know, tied with one is Peyton Manning. Okay. Tom Brady is the fourth. 2011, uh-huh. 327.2 yards per game. The number three and nine spot is by the same quarterback. You guys have not named this quarterback yet. At all. Uh, yeah, just to finish up, you know, my type, my part of the segment here. Joe Flacco. It's a quarterback I hate. Oh. no, it's a quarterback ben I Hossberger. hate. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben okay. Roethlisberger. He is number three and nine. Um. So Ben, almost all the quarterbacks you named are are up here. So yeah, I think your thought process is really good, and you got the correct answer. So well Sweet. deserved. Great job, Ben. Yeah, not, Point on the board.
0: But Brandon finally asked a gettable question. That was like a, a true gettable question. That's what that I, was, I said. You know, I said to you yeah.
1: guys before. I was like, my question my question is very mm-hmm. gettable. That was yeah. pretty easy.
0: I'm, I'm I impressed. Wish,
1: I wish I would have got the question now, but oh well. <laughs> and you never know what you might get with me. Oh, Trevor, we know what you're going to get with you. Uh, name, name one player who's played a game in the NBA <laughs> at this exact date and within this range and scored seven points. That's what we're going to get with oh, your man. question. Um, but Ben, you are now up. It is to
2: you to ask Trevor All right, Brand. That was a fairly easy question. So now I feel kind of bad, but I'm going to ask a baseball question. And I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> uh, no, but here's the thing. It's it is so it's such a straightforward question that like it, it doesn't like doesn't even matter that it's baseball. It's such a, it's such a gettable question. Here's my question. Oh, it's going right.
1: to be like a number. No, it's not. It's not going to be a
2: number. It's a team. Is it a player? It's a team. So you have a one in thirty chance of getting it right. I'm Actually, I'm you have a still, one. in okay. you have a I'm one in twenty nine chance wrong. of getting it right. I'll,
0: yeah, okay. let's let's hear the question it
1: like this.
2: The question is. Obviously the New York Yankees have the most World Series wins. They have twenty seven World Series wins. Who's number two on the list? What what franchise has the second most World Series wins in the history of major league baseball? It's pretty straightforward. You got a one in twenty nine chance of getting it right. The Yankees are not the answer, obviously. All right, Trevor. So what team's number two? Yankees got twenty seven? I'm not even asking you for the number. Just what team is in second place on that list? See mm-hmm.
1: this Trevor, just to add some I'm gonna add some some of you this, know you know, add a little spice you know answer, to it. I know yeah. the
2: answer.
0: Um, you know, this question we, Brandon is, thought he knew the
2: answer last week and he didn't So it's whatever This
0: is a high risk, low reward question Because if I get it right It's like, eh, it's, you know it's, Let's put it this way watch if, if, You, I know like, it's you true. should obviously get it right So if I miss it, I'm stupid, you know
1: Well, um, Trevor, here, let, let me I'm going to essentially give you a clue Because I'm very confident I know the answer I don't think you would guess it well, Like, okay, it's thanks. not something that you'd guess right away, I think
0: Okay, so most World Series wins and the Yankees have twenty seven. Um,
1: hey, Yankees got. A I don't lot. know if
0: this is gonna help me, but can you tell me like when what what was the first year uh, this started, or, or no,
2: or I don't know if you. Have well, I mean, the Reds were the first professional team in eighteen sixty nine. I don't know when they started playing the World Series, okay. uh, but I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the first year that this team won the World Series, if you want that. If you want that hint sure you want this team won their first world <laughs> series trevor in 1926 i don't know if that helps you at all but 1926 <laughs> they won their first world all Series. all
0: right okay so you know you want to think of historic franchises here even though brandon's hint is maybe
1: trying to get me off the scent here um <laughs> maybe i shouldn't have given you the hint but like ben was that a bet ba- i feel like it's something he would not get. it's a
2: fairly it's a decent hint so, you like you, I you
1: actually was not trying to throw you, you off. You 100% know the answer, Brandon. Yeah, I'm very confident. Okay. Yes. I, I shouldn't say 100% because I thought I was 100% right last week. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel very, very confident. And basically, I'm almost 100% considering Ben reaffirm my answer.
0: <sighs>
1: okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm even going to text Ben my answer. So, the Yankees are one. Um, Let's we'll see
0: if I'm right. The Yankees are one. What team. Would be second. Okay, so I mean, you could totally go with like, and we're looking like for a franchise because, like, for example, like the Dodgers, they move now; they're in Los
1: Angeles, right? So, yeah. Like, just
2: tell me the franchise. If it's one of those, I will. Yeah. I will allow. Like, yeah. I will. Ben,
1: did I did I get the correct answer? If I just text you, let's see first. Uh, so it doesn't
2: matter, Trevor. Trevor's off. Doesn't <laughs> matter what, what your answer is. Oh, okay. That means I
0: got so, it. So right. I don't know, man. Like Dodgers, St. Louis Cardinals, possibility. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I feel like the Dodgers is too like it's too obvious, so I feel like I shouldn't guess it just because they're a huge pu- big market team. You know, um, it's not gonna be like it's not gonna be like the Cubs. It's not gonna be. I, I don't think it's the Red Sox. I don't think the Red Sox got good until like the early two thousands. So I don't think they have a ton. I think they probably only have like five or six. Um, I'll, I'll go with the second. Uh, guess that I put I'll say the Cardinals Um, there's no other team that's like really coming up to me that's standing out so you know I'm just going to go with I mean it's the St. Louis Cardinals now I don't know if they've always been the St. Louis Cardinals again I'm not big on MLB trivia obviously but that's my uh, that's my answer Ben
2: Trevor, don't sell yourself short, man. You're right. You know more about the MLB than than you thought you did. That's oh, absolutely correct. Wow. It is the St. Louis Cardinals. Trevor, I'm so it doesn't pissed. even matter. Really it doesn't matter if Brandon knew the answer that. or not. It doesn't matter because he's not going <laughs> to get an opportunity to to prove if he knew the answer or not. So we're just going to move on. You're right, Trevor.
1: I have the receipts. I I did get the right answer. You know- it doesn't
2: matter. You got zero points to show for it.
1: You know,
0: it's just like a general feeling I had in my head that like that was a really good franchise historically.
1: So that's
2: why Yeah, they're I always said good. It. It's annoying. I hate them, but they're always I'm good.
1: surprised you guessed that. I feel like my clue was not bad. Did you did my clue help you at all?
0: I I just tried to like honestly I tried well I I basically with your clue I I think I like, I feel
1: like that takes out, like, the Dodgers, Red Sox. So, maybe a little Nets. bit. Where, where
0: are the Dodgers seems in? like that. So, like, do you have, like, a full list of, like, so the Yankees yeah. have 27. I think the Dodgers are pretty high up. I have a list. The Dodgers are high up. Like, how many of the Cardinals have? Give me, like, the top five.
2: So, the Yankees have 27. The Cardinals are number two with 11. Then you got the Oakland A's franchise that used to be in Kansas City. They used to be in Philadelphia before that. They have nine. Okay. The Red Sox have nine. The Giants have eight, the Dodgers have seven, so and then the okay. Reds have five, so that's the top, I don't know six or seven, whatever, but um I mean cardinals was was a was a obviously a great answer Trevor, and i I didn't think you'd get it right just because again, the Cardinals are always good, but they're not yeah, they're not the I, Red I Sox, like, they're not the Yankees, so yeah. it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to guess them, but they're consistent, man.
1: If I didn't know the answer, there's no way I wasn't guessed, like I would have guessed the Dodgers or Red Sox.
2: Which is, that's good that you guys got, or Trevor got it right, so I can start asking more baseball questions, and I, I can't feel bad about it, because <laughs> sure, you guys clearly you. know the answer. So, so wait, whatever.
0: so
1: wait, I get a full point for
0: that.
2: Yeah, oh, you got it A right. point,
0: yeah. Let's go, all right.
1: You and Ben are tied. If I, if I miss this, I'm in last place. All right, so... So Trevor, to you, what's your, what's your question?
0: So here you go, Brandon. Um, it's an NFL question for you. So, um... Oh, I love those. Uh, the NFL AP MVP award, okay? So Peyton Manning has the most... He has five. Uh, yeah, that's the most. No one's tied with him. He has five. That's the most. My question is, who is the only non-quarterback to have won at least three NFL AP MVP awards? in it's NFL a fantastic history?
2: question. It's a great question, Trevor.
0: There are six. Who is the only? Yeah. So the only non-quarterback. So basically, here and I'll give you all. I'll, I can give you all the quarterbacks that have won at least three. So Peyton Manning's won five. Aaron Rodgers has won four. Brett Favre, Johnny Unitas, and Tom Brady have all won three. There is one other player that has won three NFL MVPs, and
1: it is not a quarterback. Is this is this considered the the MVP? So this is the MVP award. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It is. Um, I think I know the answer. I'm trying to think if someone else one three i have a name that came right to my mind um this player's one of the better running backs ever i think it's this player i i hate like dilly dallying you guys both dilly dally and then i'm gonna like get in my head i'm gonna get it (laughs) wrong then i i think i'm on the right track I'm, i'm fairly confident he also won the first mvp award I'd give my confidence level on that like 60%. But I'm pretty sure and I'm just going to go with it. I'm pretty sure it is Jim Brown. Is that- I'd give my confidence on that answer like 70%. Okay. So final answer Jim, Jim final Brown. Final answer. Let's just lock it in. Jim Brown.
0: And Brandon you would be correct. Jim Brown. Oh, There we go. Correct answer. He has three. Um, And yes I believe it is the first. Um, it, This page doesn't tell me when the first one was but he won it in 1957 and it, and I don't know if it was the first because Bart Starr won it, or I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Jim Brown's the correct answer. He has three, um, so pretty impressive uh, there for Jim Brown.
1: All of us, we th- we got the trio today. Everyone got their questions right. Yeah,
0: Ben, would you
2: have gotten that question right? You think? Not Jim Brown. I mean, I was thinking of. I was thinking of running backs: Walter Payton, Emmitt Smith, Barry Sanders, but Jim Brown, I would have never even thought about. I wouldn't. I wasn't thinking that far back. So that was a good. That was a good answer, Brennan, because I definitely would not have gotten that right. And
1: Brown is very, very good. Yeah, he's
2: amazing. I just, I totally would have forgot about him.
1: I, I was trying to think. I don't think, I don't think anyone's. Well, so I didn't know if he won three, but I know he's won multiple. Because I think he won the first two. I'm pretty confident on that. Yeah. So I was trying to think: Is there any other? a uh, non-quarterback that's won 2 and I don't think there has been. So that's kind of where my, my thought process was. This
2: question's under protest, though, because, Trevor, you asked a question to the dude that lives in Cleveland about Jim Brown. That's not fair. That's bias.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not a Browns fan. doesn't I don't matter. Much yeah, you're you're Brown.
2: around Browns fans. They probably tell you all the time the about Jim The thing is,
0: though, Ben, there, the, there is merit to the statement you just made because although Brendan is not a Browns fan, he's very obsessed with uh, Browns I mean, related. Browns are, have, he, t- have, he talks I about
1: the Browns more no, than any other team. No, I don't. I have no obsession over the Browns. Literally zero. But let's 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 exit the NFL. We we got a lot of NBA free agency stuff to talk about here, which is our main topic. Um, so of course we're gonna pass it over to start with the NBA guru himself, Trevor Reddick. Trevor, what what, what are we starting with in the NBA today?
0: So. I wanted to start—obviously, we have a a ton of stuff to get to. Uh, I don't know how long this segment's going to go. We'll see. But um, I wanted to start with the Brooklyn Nets as a whole. Not specifically Kyrie, not specifically Durant trades, As a whole, Brooklyn, right? How did it go wrong? They start this—they have a bunch of young talent back in, you know, 2017, 2018. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got, you know, they get Jared Allen. Uh, They got, like, this young talent, Karis LeVert. And then they decide, okay, Kyrie Irving, he wants out of Boston— Kevin Durant, you know, he's having all the success in Golden State. He wants to go to his own team because people are being... Everyone's so critical. Oh, you're you're riding on the back of Steph Curry and the Warriors. Go win one on your own. These rings don't count. So that's part of why... I, I would imagine part of why Kevin Durant, you know, wants to leave. And, you know, it was like Brooklyn's an option. The New York Knicks were an option. Ultimately, Kyrie and Durant, they're good friends, you know. They won the team up, and they go to the Brooklyn Nets to play. And... Uh, and here's uh, this isn't part of obviously we we just did some talk trivia. If you, I, I want an answer from you guys. How many games do you think? Maybe you've already seen the stat. How many games do you think that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have played together in their four years technically that they've been Brooklyn Nets?
1: Brandon, hasn't it yeah. hasn't it been like twenty?
0: Is is that your, is that your guess? If, if you I a think guess. it's
1: like twenty or something.
0: Okay, Ben, what's your
2: guess? I was in gonna four guess like forty. Years, I'll say forty.
0: So, so, it's 44 games they played together go. in four years, which is absolutely That's insane. Crazy. Obviously, Durant had the injury. He was out the first year. Um, you know, we saw that. And then, you know, we've seen in and out of the lineup Kyrie. He's in and out of the lineup. Kevin Durant had a minor injury again. So, they've only played 44 games together. So, pretty crazy. Um, obviously, we had the whole thing with Kyrie sitting out, you know, not taking the vaccine, all that kind of stuff that happened. And then even when he does come back, like Durant's out, Harden's out here or there. The Harden trade happens. And it's so crazy because, like, you know, you you get these players at first, we thought, with Harden, Kyrie, and Durant—I mean, I sat up here. I picked the Brooklyn Nets to win the title this season, preseason when we talked about this. I was like, I think the Brooklyn Nets are winning the title. They have Harden, they have Kyrie, they have Durant. They probably would have won it last year, Um so it's just really insane how this has all changed in the matter of just a few months to where now we are in a situation where Kyrie, he wants out. He wants to go somewhere else. And now Durant also wants to be traded. So it's it's a very interesting situation. Um, the first place I go is what I've said multiple times. I think I said this last week. It's like if Kyrie Irving was not happy in his situation with the Cleveland Cavaliers where they had gone to... What was it? Three At that time, three straight finals before he left. Then they went to a fourth. Three straight finals. They win one. He hits the big shot. He's not happy playing with LeBron because he wants his own team. Then he goes to Boston. Okay, now he is the main guy on his team. Boston's—they have young talent. They have Jason Tatum. They have Jalen Brown. Al Horford. There's young talent around him. This is a position where Kyrie Irving, you could be the best player on a championship team. It was a possibility. Um, he's not happy there either. So he goes to Brooklyn. To play with Kevin Durant, one of his best friends, apparently. It's and, and now he still isn't unhappy again, he wants a new situation. It just I just constantly ask myself the question when will Kyrie Irving ever be happy? When in what situation, what is it gonna take from ever ever to be happy? I don't know. Brandon, do you do you have the answer to that question?
1: Here's here's what, I of course don't have the answer to that question, but here's here's something I think we, we gotta think about here. Um Something really interesting when Kyrie was like, I want to leave. And he was like, I want to look for a sign and trade. And the Nets were like, all right, look for a sign and trade. No one wanted him, except the Lakers, because they're desperate. But no one wanted him. And honestly, if I'm a fan of an NBA team, I don't want Kyrie Irving either. He's he's so much of a headache to have on the team. and such a distraction. I mean, you look at the Nets. Imagine if Kyrie just got his vaccine and played. I mean, they would have been in a significantly different position. Potentially, this whole situation wouldn't have happened. They would have been happier and probably winning a lot more. I mean, he's a great player, but it's it's such a headache. I mean, there was two seasons ago, he missed two and a half weeks for his sister's birthday party. I don't even know what that means. Uh, that's crazy to me. So as, I guess, technically a Lakers fan, I'm not really. I just like LeBron. I don't even want Kyrie on the team. And I'd rather have him than Russell Westbrook, but, I mean, both aren't great options, I think. And I think it's at the point where, you know... And we've talked about this, like, superstars on NBA teams and, like, getting a ton of them together is, like, the move right now, right? Like, that's what everyone wants to do. But does it work, really? Does it really work is the question. And I don't really think it does. You look at this. This was a mess from the start. I mean, four years they played, what did you say, 44 games? 44 games. That's crazy. And I know injuries happen and stuff happens, but, like, that's nuts. That is insane that those guys... You know, like, the team themselves paid all the money for, for, you know, these two players, and they never really played together. Uh, Absolutely crazy. I don't know where Kyrie's going to end up, Um, and if if he helps LeBron win a championship, that'll be great, but I just don't see it happening. I think he's such a headache, and it's it's a mess from start to finish. Uh, He's a very weird dude who seems to, you know, he goes by the beat of his own drum. I don't really understand him, Um, but I hope the best for him. I hope the best for everyone, but... It just seems like a mess uh, collectively with, with Kyrie Irving. Uh, and, you know, I sent a tweet in our in our group chat, uh, guys, about the NBA. Like, these stars are just like, I want to leave. And they just, like, let them leave. Like, this is what it is. in the NFL, it's so different. Uh, you know, guys are like, I want to leave. And they're like, cool, you're not leaving. Sorry. They, just, they make them stay. And they got to play. They just play. These NBA guys will just sit out. They don't even care. They're just like, I'm just not going to play. And, you know, we've seen Kawhi do it. Kawhi's just like, I'm just not playing. Uh, Kyrie basically just sat out one year, or sat out a little bit last year. Uh, Not this past season, the year before. So, very weird situation going on in Brooklyn. I, I feel for Nets fans for sure. And honestly, Trevor, I don't even know what to make of this.
0: Yeah. So just a quick correction because I said four years. It's actually been three years. But nevertheless, I mean, three years. Even nevertheless, Forty-four yeah. games in three years is still insane. I mean, there's 82 games a season. They played 44 games total. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, to me, I I mean, the only team that, again, we we kind of see seen that will probably take would take Kyrie is the Lakers, and that's because the Lakers are desperate. Like. We're now seeing, I think, Shams—or not Shams, Chris Haynes. Uh, he put out a tweet talking about the possibility of a Russell Westbrook-Kyrie trade last night. I saw that, which I, I just don't see how the Nets would take that, to be honest with you. Um, but who knows? Maybe it is possible. Maybe they do see uh, value—I don't, I don't know how it would be value—but you take Russell Westbrook on at that point— You you know, you're just trying to probably tank, I guess, and you're completely rebuilding with him and Ben Simmons. I I don't, (laughs) that certainly wouldn't be a good basketball fit at all. It'd be a horrible one. Um, So I don't really see it from the Nets uh, perspective, but maybe that could happen. Um, And even if it doesn't happen via trade, I could see like a buyout happening a buyout happening where Kyrie then can go to the Nets or not the Nets, the Lakers in that uh, situation. Um, A lot of these other teams, I just, I don't really see the value. Again, I'm not, I I don't have, uh, you know, Daryl Morey's phone number. I don't have uh, Mark Cuban's phone number. So maybe the Sixers or the Mavericks are interested. I, I have seen some rumors about that. Don't know how true they are. But those are a couple other teams that where it's possible, at least. Um, the Clippers were another team that was rumored, but now the Clippers went and got John Wall. So I think that's probably out of the picture for the Clippers now. Um, but I, I think the Lakers is the most likely scenario. Um, I could, I, I, at this point, it's very possible that he does end up on the Lakers uh, next year. Now, let's get into Kevin Durant, because I think this part is a lot more interesting, because there's a lot of um, interesting teams that are going to be putting together trade packages with, you know, young talent with picks, um, a ton of different things that could happen here. Durant has said that he would prefer to either play for the Phoenix Suns or the Miami Heat. I think the Suns being his number 1 preference, the Heat being his number 2 preference. Now, I I went on Trade Machine Thursday night. I love it. Trade the Trade Machine, it's it's a beautiful thing. And I went on, I looked at a Phoenix trade, and a Phoenix trade is very possible. I mean, uh, I think it would have to include definitely Macal Bridges would be in the trade with his salary, and then I think Aiton would have to be included. It would be centered around Macal Bridges and DeAndre Aiton. Devin Booker has now signed his extension, um, so he would be. I, I don't even think he can be traded now, and even then, I think he's untouchable for Phoenix, and he should be. He's you know he's like twenty five years old. Uh, he's you know the. He's the centerpiece of their franchise, so I don't—if I'm Phoenix, I'm not including Devin Booker in the trade for Kevin Durant, to be honest. But I think it'll center around Bridges, Ayton, maybe like a Cam Johnson, and a couple—probably two first-rounders. So that's one option. Um, I think that's the most likely option um, because I think both sides—like, I think it could, in theory, make sense for both sides. I mean, with Phoenix, Ayton already seems to want out anyway— So it would make sense to include him in a trade. You get Kevin Durant. You still have Chris Paul, who's now 37. You have Devin Booker. You have a chance to win a championship next year. And then for Brooklyn, you get back two young players, Macau Bridges, DeAndre Ayton. Maybe you get a Cam Johnson. I don't know. Maybe someone else. You get some picks. That makes sense for both sides, and it's obviously Durant's preferred option. So that's the one that makes the most sense. That team should be the favorite. And honestly, at this point, my prediction would be that Kevin Durant will be in a Phoenix Suns uniform next season um Miami to me isn't very realistic you know I'm a Heat fan yeah like would I like to see Kevin Durant play for the Heat like yeah for sure totally um (laughs) but when you look at like the salary cap you look at the options of like how the Heat can make this happen you can't include Bam unless Simmons is included because there's some sort of CBA uh, exemption that if two players are on like rookie extensions you can't I don't know. You can't have two players on the same team for a rookie extension. So Bam cannot be traded to the Brooklyn Nets unless Ben Simmons is included in that trade. Um, Jimmy Butler, you could include him, but for me, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't trade Jimmy Butler to get Kevin Durant. So for me, and I don't know if Pat Riley feels the same way, I don't know if the Heat organization feels the same way, but Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are are untouchable. They just are. I'm not including them in the trade for Kevin Durant. I'm not doing it, especially when this is another factor you have to include – Kevin Durant, you know, could want to leave in a couple years. It's possible. you know it's just it's the track record at this point. So you got to keep that uh, in mind. Um, so the trade would center around Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, some picks. Number one, that's not going to be a good enough package for Kevin Durant. Number two, the salaries probably don't make sense anyway because Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson make a combined 22 million dollars. Kevin Durant is making 44 million dollars next year. And then you look at all the other pieces, Max Strews, Gabe Vincent, like all these guys are making $1 million, $2 million, $3 million. You know, the, the people, the players on the Heat that make up the biggest chunk of the roster are Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kyle Lowry. They all make upwards of $28 million. Um, and Brooklyn's not going to be interested in Kyle Lowry. So I don't see that happening. I think the Suns are the clear favorite. Other than the Suns, I think Memphis is actually an interesting option. Like, if you build a team around Ja Morant and Kevin Durant, that's pretty intriguing, and I think that team would have a shot at contending. Um, The package in that situation might be like a Jaron Jackson, a Dylan Brooks, uh, centered around that. I think that could be an interesting one. Another one is Toronto. I think the Toronto Raptors could be an interesting one as well. Um, If you think about, like, Scotty Barnes, just one Rookie of the Year. Maybe you include him with Pascal Siakam, uh, a couple first-rounders. And the money matches up there as well. So those are just a few of my um, trades that I put together. You could even think about the Pelicans. Like, what if there was a a Pelicans trade centered around Zion? I I don't even know if that can happen. It might not be able to. But, uh, like, a Zion for KD trade would be a very interesting uh, scenario there. Um, But, Ben, I I wanted to go to you. Um, As far as KD trades... Um, I guess I'll ask you this. What would be the most interesting place that Kevin Durant could, could go to? Like where would you like to see Kevin Durant go if he is traded?
2: So let me, let me first off by saying I think Kevin Durant is one of those players where he, he keeps everything very close to, close to his chest. Like he keeps everything within his, his inner circle where I have no idea where he's going to go. Couldn't tell you. And obviously like you, you just listed the best places for him to go. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to any of those. I mean, like I just have no idea where he's gonna go, and he's very like like he keeps things kind of to himself in that aspect. Um, I will say of the teams you just mentioned, Trevor, I think there's one that I would I think would be awesome for him to go to, and that's the Grizzlies, just because I think it'd be really cool to see him play with John Morant. Um, and the Grizzlies, like we've talked about this whole postseason, when they they're they're like the, the young trendy team, they're the team that it's like give it a couple years and it'll be their time. It's not their time yet; they need to gain any experience. Uh, Kevin Durant would be a lot of experience that they would gain if they were able to acquire him this offseason. Um, so I think I think Kevin Durant going to the Grizzlies would be so cool because that's something like four years ago you would have never thought that Kevin Durant would be playing on the Grizzlies. And I think what that does that shows what John Morant has done to that organization and what he has done to that franchise where he's given them life and he's given them a, like a real reason to, to kind of go all in and really go for this whole championship window that they seem like they're entering now. Um, so I think that'd be a really cool combination. People already love John Morant. They think he's fun to watch. I can't imagine pairing him with Kevin Durant, probably the most talented player in the NBA. Um, so it'd be a very interesting matchup. Obviously, like you said, the Suns make sense. The, 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 the Heat makes sense because they've they've been on the cusp these last couple of years of, of a championship. And adding Ke- Kevin Durant would obviously increase your chances of winning significantly. Um, so we'll see. Well, I mean, again, I have no idea. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a lot of different places. I think there's a lot of, a lot of franchises that, that are a possibility just because of, you don't really know what he's thinking. And I don't really know what kind of pool he has with these GMs. I don't know how willing these GMs are to work with him in terms of what he wants. Maybe if, if he goes to a place, are they going to try to get someone else to join him? Um, I have no idea. That's all stuff in, in inside, you know, NBA circles that we're not, we're not um, a part of, but, I don't know. I, I just think John Morant, Kevin Durant, it'd be hard not to like that. I mean, Kevin Durant's gotten a lot of heat and a lot of hate, really, ever since he went to the Warriors in 2016. But I think it'd be I think it'd be really fun to root for Kevin Durant in Memphis with John Morant. Such, it'd be such you know a, a new, fresh organization that has not been a powerhouse recently. Um, to see them have two of the best players in the NBA, two of the most exciting and, and flashiest players in the NBA, would be super cool to watch, great for the league in general, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I just think the Memphis one, uh, would just be great for I think it would be really good for both sides because then Kevin Durant's also like he like he's the main guy. He would be like taking this young Memphis team. And yes, John Morant's great. He had a great season last year. I'm sure he'll have a or probably an even better one next season. But like Kevin Durant would be he would be the main guy and he would be taking this Memphis team to potentially win a championship. I think for his legacy that could be really good versus the the Phoenix one where He's joining a team that made the finals last year that was you know, the 1C. They had the best record in the NBA this past year with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I just think legacy-wise, Memphis is probably a better option for Durant. And then I, I really liked, like some of those young pieces that Memphis has that could be included in a trade, like Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Dylan Brooks fan, so for Brooklyn, I think that's really intriguing. but. I mean, those are those are some of the most interesting trade packages. Uh, Brandon, did you uh, you know want to mention anything or maybe one of the trade
1: scenarios I talked about? I mean, I think the Suns are the most likely. I, I think they're one of the few teams that actually has the capital to do it. And have we seen a trade? Like, I mean, if he does get traded, have we seen a trade of this level ever in really any sport? I mean, Anthony, uh, I don't think so. I mean, like... You
0: look at the Anthony Davis trade, but Kevin Durant's obviously better. Paul George was a pretty big trade. Um, I mean, Shaq, Shaq was a big trade to the Miami Heat, but you know he was a little bit—I mean, he was still good. He was a little bit older, but I, those are kind of the first ones to come to my mind.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like this Durant trade is just nuts. Uh, and whatever the hall is going to be, I mean, you look at like what Gobert's hall was, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But whatever Durant's hall is going to be, it's going to be massive. A lot of assets will be traded there. Um, so no, not really a ton to add to the Durant stuff. But Phoenix, I think Phoenix would be the most interesting. And I feel like they'd be real contenders if he goes to Phoenix. Like really, really, con- you know, good contenders.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So we'll
1: have to wait and see. Yep.
0: Uh. Yeah. So that should be interesting. We'll see. I would think, you know, I don't know. I kind of think it's going to come pretty soon, like maybe in the next week or two. I would, I would think they would just want to get it done. I would think Durant would probably want to get it done soon. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, maybe it'll come by the time we record again. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, let's move on to the next trade, probably the second biggest. Um, well, Durant wasn't a trade, obviously. But I guess besides, like, all the Brooklyn nonsense— Uh, The second biggest storyline here we have is Rudy Gobert being traded to the Timberwolves uh, in a multiplayer deal. Um, Minnesota sent uh, quite a lot of assets. Um, It included five picks and five players for Rudy Gobert, which is quite a lot um here's the rundown of what the utah jazz are receiving in this trade so they're receiving malik beasley patrick beverly leandro leandro balmaro walker kessler jared vanderbilt and uh 2023 first round pick 2025 first round uh 2027 first round and a 2029 first round pick and a 2026 swap so quite a lot Mm -hmm. um to say the least there for Rudy Gobert who like listen Rudy Gobert he, he's a really good player he you know he's one defensive player year i think 3 times which is quite exceptional it's very impressive he's a very good player but for Minnesota to give up this much value i mean when you when you're giving up this much to me you have to be in a position where you're a contender like if you're making a move like this you're you are basically saying like we want to win the championship either next year, the year after, maybe even the year after that, because the other big trades like this, like, you know, the Anthony Davis trade, for example, right? Like the Lakers made the Anthony Davis trade. They gave up, you know, quite a few picks. They gave up Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, like that was a huge trade. That was a lot of assets that the Lakers gave up for Anthony Davis, but they won the championship the very next season. Um, You look at uh, the Drew Holiday one, not quite as big, but the Drew Holiday one, I think, included three picks, I want to say. That was a pretty big one as well. And the Bucks won the trade—or won the championship the very next season. So if you're making trades like this—like and like the Shaq trade, that's another one that was pretty big uh, at the time. Back in, uh, I think, 04 the Heat won the championship, I think, two years later after they got Shaq with the young Dwayne Wade. So, <sighs> I just... I don't like this trade from Minnesota. I, I I can't say in any way that I like it. I mean, you're putting... Because these are their pieces, right? They have Anthony Edwards, right? He's, you know, 20 to 20... He's 22 years old, I believe. You know, a young star. He's on the come up. You have D'Angelo Russell and you have Carl Anthony Towns, right? Those are kind of the three... I, I, wanna, I don't know if I'd call D'Angelo Russell a star, but, like, those are kind of the pieces there that you're building around. You add Rudy Gobert to that. Where does that take you, right? Like... They were a seven seed this past season. I think they could be a really good regular season team. Like, I think defensively, they'll be very good. You have Rudy Gobert. um, Anthony Edwards is not a bad defender. Um, I think they also just got Kyle Anderson from Memphis, who uh, Kyle Anderson, not really known for his offensive game, but he's a really good wing defender. So it's like, okay, I think they'll be a really good defensive team, especially in the regular season. But then when we get to the playoffs... I don't know. I I just get really worried about some of the lineups and some of the other teams in the West, like a like a Dallas, for example, where you have the Dallas Mavericks, you have Luka Doncic, you have Spencer Dinwiddie, you know Tim Hardaway Jr. is supposed to come back, and Utah now, are they gonna are they gonna play big minutes with Gobert and Towns on the floor at the same time? I don't know if they are because those are two guys that. Like, Rudy is a really good defender. Carly Towns, not so much. She's not a good defender, really, in any sense. You're, I don't know. Just, like, if you have a team that can have a lot of good ball movement, they can hit threes, I just think that's going to be really tough for the defense for Minnesota. I just, I don't like how that uh, is going to play out. Um, and then on the offensive end, Rudy is Rudy not exactly the best offensive player. Um, so I guess the play here is, like, They're just going to out-rebound everyone. Like, they're going to get a ton of rebounds. Like, Rudy Gobert averaged about 15 rebounds a game. Cats a great rebound. Like, I guess the play is they're going to go big, and they're going to out-rebound everyone, which in the playoffs, I just, I don't know if that can win the day with teams like Dallas and Golden State and Phoenix, potentially, um, you know, I mean, the Clippers, you know, assuming they get everyone healthy, maybe even Denver. Like, I, I just don't really see it, so I can't say that I like the trade for Minnesota. And then just to quickly go on the Utah trade, because I could go on a spiel about this for days, the Utah trade, or the Utah part of this is really great if, number one, if option A, they trade Donovan Mitchell and get a good return from that, and basically go OKC style, and they play for five to ten years from now. Or option B if they get a ton of assets like very soon and they keep donovan mitchell so like i think it's a really good return for the jazz but i think it depends on what they do going forward i think it's kind of an incomplete for the jazz but anyway i'm gonna stop talking uh brandon
1: what did you think about the trade well i actually want to comment about donovan mitchell because the gobert trade you know it is what it is i mean Gobert's good it seemed like a lot in terms of trading for him i mean what do i know So, I want to talk about Donovan Mitchell. There's been, you know, like we talked about, or like you said a little bit, there's been rumors about him potentially being moved as well. And here's the question I have. The Jazz get all these assets, they build around Donovan Mitchell, that's great. We've seen a theme over the past, I mean, Trevor, we went through before the podcast, how many NBA Finals has there been like a top five player in? I mean, it's almost everyone. Like, on the winning team. It's almost everyone. It's pretty much everyone for, like, the past 15, 20 years. Almost every single one. So here's the question to be had. Can Donovan Mitchell Mitchell, be the number one guy to win a championship, yes or no? And to me, it's a no. To me, I'm not seeing Donovan Mitchell be the number one guy. And that's why a team like the Heat, I feel like Donovan Mitchell is the perfect person for them to get. Um, And he could be an excellent number two guy on a championship team that's going to be the only way he wins in today's nba and if the jazz are smart my opinion they get rid of him get a ton of assets do the oklahoma uh, city Thunder ordeal get a ton of picks and plan for the future because donovan mitchell is not that guy and that's where today's nba is um and you know it's not that a complete team can't win but it's that a complete team hasn't won in forever um, without one of those top players. So for me, I'm moving Donovan Mitchell. And we talked about this before the podcast. I really, really strongly think that that is their best option. Uh, Trevor, I'll send this back to you. Anything else we want to talk about NBA-wise before we kind of wrap up the pod for today?
0: Yeah, I mean, so Donovan Mitchell, like, obviously, I want the Jazz to trade Donovan Mitchell because I want him to be uh, in a Miami Heat uniform next year. That's, uh, you know, without question, I really want Donovan Mitchell. I'm kind of... Like the Kevin Durant rumors are out there. Again, I already talked about it. I don't really think it's likely. Um, Donovan Mitchell's situation, however, is a lot more likely if the Jazz are willing to talk with the Heat about potential options. I think that one's a lot more likely. I think his uh, salary next year is like 31 million, so it's a lot more, uh, you know, it's a lot more realistic for the Heat to make the money work and uh, put together a package for Mitchell. for the Jazz, I don't know. I, I think for him to be the best player in the championship team, I think it's possible. I just think it's a, it would be a very rare situation. I think if he came to the Heat and played, I think there's a real good chance he would be the best player on that team. I mean, whether it's him or Jimmy, I don't know. Like, it's kind of fifty fifty. I'm I'm not really sure. Maybe it would still be Jimmy, I guess. But it's uh, it's up in there. Um, a couple other trades we'll just mention quickly. Um, tr- trades, moves: Dejounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Really interesting move here, kind of surprising to me. Uh, This is going to be interesting to see what the Atlanta Hawks do next season and how this fit works with Trae Young and DeJounte Murray. I really think Trae Young needs to learn how to play more off-ball. Obviously, that would be more of the Steph Curry style. So Trae Young, it's going to be very important to see you know how he evolves his game from here. I think that's going to be big. He needs to play more off ball. Um, Spurs got a lot of value. Really good for them. They're you know they're just pushing out their timeline. Like maybe they could have made the playoffs this year if they keep Murray. They decide no, we're not going to do that. We're going to push our timeline out. Fair enough. Um, Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. That's the other one. The Knicks are investing quite a lot in Jalen Brunson. He's he's a really good player. He showed a lot. Um, but is this just a play to be the seven seed? Kind of seems like it to be honest. But you know. It is what it is. A um, couple other interesting ones, just wanted to mention. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, the Celtics got him. I thought that was pretty big for the Celtics. Malcolm Brogdon, when healthy, is a really good player, really great uh, contributor to a team, and I think this could be awesome for the Celtics. He just has to stay healthy. Uh, you know. And there's some other little ones. Uh, P.J. Tucker to Philly. Um, I don't know. What else? Let's see. Uh, there, there's a bunch of other interesting moves, but I think for today... Uh, I think we can pretty much round it up there. Uh, Zach Levine, he returned to the Bulls. That's a big one. Um, Obviously, a big extension there. Jokic, Nikola Jokic, I believe got the biggest extension ever in NBA history, which, again, like this is the type of thing that almost happens every year. Now it's like, oh, this guy now has the most money in a contract ever, and now Jokic has it. Now it's probably going to be exceeded again. It's going to probably continue to be like that. But Mm -hmm. a lot of interesting things to happen. Um, in in free agency with the trades, um, and we'll continue to see that over the next week here. But I think we hit on all of the the major ones. So yeah,
1: yeah, I I think I think we hit on anything, Ben. Anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up?
2: Yeah, follow woes uh, on Twitter, and this is the one week out of the year where it's totally worth following on Twitter because most of the year it's yes, like I don't really is. care. Uh, it's kind of the same with Schefter. It's like, yeah, whatever. Like tweets are, I don't like it's information, but it's whatever. And this is the one week out of the year where it's like, this is why I follow him because he's dropping bombs left and right. I mean, I mean, NBA free agency is amazing. I love how they, you know, they they open it up and it's like boom, boom, boom. Things just start happening right away. Um, it's so jam packed. There's players going left and right, and this year has been no different. So I'm definitely excited to see what what shakes out because there's always things that you look back after free agency is done, and it's like I can't believe that half of the things that happened happened the way they did. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, even by this time next week, there'll probably be so many things that we just did not expect to happen that will have happened.
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there for today. Again, one last reminder, we have a lot of content coming through the Small Ballers this week. Um, while you listen to this podcast, uh, either Sunday night, Monday, whenever you listen to it, uh, we have multiple podcasts coming out on Wednesday. The A18 podcast will be linked in the description with Aaron and Avery. We'll be back for another episode. Um, we have our first episode of the five seconds of fame podcast covering big brother 24, uh, which will come out Wednesday, uh, and Wednesday's the first episode. So please everyone watch the show. It's a great show and listen to that podcast. It'll be wonderful. And of course we'll be back next Sunday at 4 PM Eastern standard time to, uh, update in the past week in sports. Um, but like I said, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to the other ones. They'll all be linked. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.